It was a time characterized by social unrest, division, and great tension. There was a great deal of anger at civil leaders, a mistrust of religious authority, a time of poverty, despair, and, dare we say, darkness. But in spite of all of this, 2,000-plus years ago, God chose to enter humanity. He chose to enter humanity, in fact, at that specific moment. That is precisely when Christ entered into the world, when he chose to become human, choosing to be born into all of that, even wanting to be born into that time, born right into that chaos, that unrest, that despair, and that darkness. It was a time when the world needed him most. And it's remarkable that we can say the very same thing about our own day and age today. It is a time of civil and social unrest, division and tension, anger at civil leaders, much of it justified, a mistrust of religious authority, much of it justified as well, a time of poverty, despair, and for many people and in many places in our world, a time of darkness. It is a world where violence can extend even to places of worship, as we know locally, even to a Catholic supply, and a time where evil seems all too present in our own church. But in spite of all of this, Christ chooses to enter into our world and into our hearts this Christmas. He is choosing to enter into our lives when we are most afraid, angry, distrusting, cynical, alone, and we might even feel abandoned. This is precisely the time that Christ enters into our world and wants to enter into our hearts because it is the time where we need him most. And it was true 2,000 years ago, and it's true today that we, when we as a world are plunged into darkness, Christ enters to give us light. We know this has been true from the very beginning of time, the very beginning of the Bible, the book of Genesis, where there was darkness over the earth, and our Lord entered and simply said, let there be light. It was true for the prophet Isaiah, predicting the Savior in this first reading that we just heard, when he, wrote the, when he wrote, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Christ is that light of the world. When we are most in darkness, when we are most in need of him, he comes to give us light. And we know even that physiologically, darkness isn't good for us. It's winter, it's darker. Psychologists give it a name, Seasonal Affective Disorder, acronym SAD. We literally get depressed with less light. Whether it's something as simple as that or maybe something more profound, like the loss of a loved one, the collapse of a marriage, struggle with children, or even financial hardship, Christ came precisely to enter into the darkness of our hearts, to enter right there. 
And it's no coincidence that in the darkest part of the year, where there's less daylight, less sunshine, and more darkness, that is when Christ was born, as a light to the nations, to give each of you and to give each and every one of us hope in the midst of the darkness that we face. Light simply means knowledge and truth, contrasting that with the darkness of ignorance and error. But light as a source of heat also means love. And where there is love, light shines forth in the world. And where there is hatred, the world unfortunately remains in darkness. So why do we still encounter darkness in our world? And we hear it in St. John's Gospel, the very beginning of it. We hear that the true light was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. How can it be that the God of light, born this night in Bethlehem, allows so much darkness in our world? How could God come into his own and his own receive him not? Why is it that we constantly see people choosing darkness over light? Why do we choose darkness over light time and time again? We hear the answer, though, later on in St. John's Gospel. Where St. John simply says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Christ's light is infinitely more powerful than the darkness and any darkness that this world can throw at us. You know, we often think that Christ and Satan are like two equally powerful creatures locked in this cosmic battle until judgment day and trumpets sound, but that is absolutely false. Satan is only a creature. He is only as powerful as just another angel. And as we know, Christ is the light of the human race. He is the light of our lives, too. His light is infinitely more powerful than the darkness that we might encounter in life. Powers of darkness truly pale in comparison to Christ, the light. And so we need Christ the light. We need him in our lives. The alternative is a life spent in darkness with no hope. If we have Christ, we have light. And with his light, we have hope that God is truly with us. And that's what he wanted to show to us in his nativity by becoming a human being. When we have to stare into the heart of darkness, God is with us. When the void, when the abyss of evil seems insurmountable to us mere humans, Christ wants to appear. He wants to enter into that void and give light. He wants to encounter us there. He wants to heal us there. He wants to meet us there and to give his light there. And in fact, he probably wants to enter simply because there is darkness. Not so much even in spite of it, dare I say, because there is darkness, he wants to enter there. We see this so vividly in that star that lighted the way for those wise men and gave light to those shepherds that we just heard in our gospel. Those shepherds, those men who had nothing, who had no hope, who had no way out of a very bad situation, a life of desolation. They had no future. They were living in a darkness of soul and body, and yet Christ 
chose them as the ones that he would appear to, but not just appear to, appear to first. Announce that good news to them first. They were the first ones to journey and follow after that star and find Christ the light. It really is amazing that Christ does his best work when times are bleak. And if anything, he chooses those times to appear. That was certainly the case 2,000 years ago tonight. And even many times in the church's history, God sends us great saints to be lights in the midst of darkness. St. Augustine, Saints Francis and Dominic, Teresa of Avila, and even Mother Teresa of Calcutta. People who were lights in the darkness of their own respective days. They saw that light emanating from that little stable in Bethlehem and wanted to carry it about their own lives, too. And that can be us today, in our own time. That amid the darkness of our world, we can stand upright with the light of faith and give our world a glimpse of Christ, the true light of the world, a world that needs him now more than ever. So let us pray tonight in this Christmas that we can take after the example of these holy lights in the midst of times of darkness, to not despair when we see our world constantly choosing darkness over light, but be strong, devoted, and faithful to truth, goodness, and God himself. And for those times when we have to stare into the heart of darkness, when we, may we confess with renewed zeal, certainty, and joy the words of Psalm 118. Our Lord is God, and he has given us light.